0: want to welcome everyone into uh, this part of the service. Happy to see the presence of everyone. And uh, I would uh, like to share a message again that I probably uh, somewhat was inspired on it when we were in Florida, uh, on some things at least. And it just, uh, deeply touched my heart. But before I do that, I would, uh, like to, uh, make a confession before everyone. And that is, uh, to Angie last Sunday when the prayer for the, uh, the, um, couple, Lloyd and Angie, I, uh, was asked to pray for the children, and it's my fault, but I didn't know the children's names, you know. So I said Lloyd, and I guess it was because being with Lloyd and Betty quite often, well, I said Betty instead of Angie, so I asked for your forgiveness for that. <coughs> but I think the Lord knew who I meant, so I think you still got a blessing. Okay, I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to uh, Genesis chapter 4, and I'm going back again to a Sunday school lesson that we had quite a while ago, and uh, by the way, uh, I'll try and well, let me say, say this. <coughs> A few things that I need to say. I was uh, very lovingly reminded that the last message that I preached was kind of boring. you know. So I want to make that this is not boring for you. And the other one is that that uh, I've gotten new glasses so I can see you all pretty good now. And uh, you can see my eyes. While I was at the uh, uh, eye doctor, he took a test, and I told him that my one eye waters quite a bit. And he took a test, and and, uh, he said what is happening is that you have a dry eye. So the brain tells it. To water it, to water it, so it don't get bri- uh, dry. and it it just is too much. So I often looks like I'm crying or something when I'm really not crying. But I, I cry a lot, of, a lot too, you know, when I'm touched with something. So I guess it's uh, it's all in getting older. I used to tell a man when I got hearing aids, and then I got glasses. And so I got glasses first, and I was telling this uh, Elmer Gingrich from Hartville, Ohio. I told him that, uh, like the Amishman says, uh, it been hot cooking and hot Hattie, you know. So <laughs> maybe some people didn't don't understand that so I'll Try to translate it into the English. It's, I'm hard of seeing and hard of hearing. And in the German, it's hot googie and hot hattie, I guess. Okay, having said that, uh, the message that I have this morning is on the covenant. Uh, I've been touched by that and So uh, I would like to to uh, talk into that area in our life. And I feel like the Lord has really laid something on my heart that that he wants you to know. And uh, you know, how is our faith increased? Our faith is increased by hearing the word of God. So... I would like to to do that. okay, I'm going back to Cain and Abel. very interesting account that we have with them in Genesis chapter four and I'm going to read some of that verse one and Adam knew Eve his wife and she conceived and bare Cain and said, "I have gotten a man from the Lord And she again bare his, Brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought the firstling of his flock, and of the factor of, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said, Cain, why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance falling? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass, When they were in the, they brought an offering unto the Lord. So I'm guessing, with the help of some other people, that they went to a certain place and that God has a certain place that He wants to be worshiped. That was the way that it was in the Old Testament. There were certain places that God wanted to be worshiped, or there were certain places that people put up an altar and they worshiped there. Uh, But God always wants to be worshipped and praised and, and, and honored. And of course, Adam and Eve were, were one of the first ones outside the garden. And they got these two uh, boys. They had these two boys that represent for us the, the spirit and the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. Okay, l- let's look at this Cain and Abel now. Uh, I got this information just in, uh, in looking at uh, some things and, and uh, was led to a passage in the book of Luke. And I'd like for you to turn to that because it's a very uh, interesting passage there. I have it written down here somewhere. Luke chapter 11, verse 50 and 51. I I guess I'm too old-fashioned to uh, be able to use the uh, uh, PowerPoint. So please bear with me in the the way that I do it. I, I am just not, I guess, smart enough to use those things as of yet I'm learning but maybe I'll get there in the sweet by and by okay verse uh, 50 50 to 52 51 no I'll start at verse 50 that's right that the blood of all the prophets notice that The blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation. The blood of Abel unto the blood of Zechariah, Zechariah, which perished between the altar and the temple, verily I say unto you, it shall be required of this generation. That's as far as I want to read. But in there, it gives the indication that Abel was a prophet. So I, knowing that, I can readily see why that Cain and Abel did not get along with each other. My older brother, I don't know if he's not a preacher, and I don't even know if he was a prophet or not, or if he's a prophet. But he, uh, he can, uh, and used to be very angry at times, get very angry. And I had a hard time getting along with him. He was, uh, I was the fourth child, and he was the first one. So we did not get along the best. So if you, if you think of Abel as a prophet, this Abel was continually telling his brother what to do. And Abel, Abel was telling Cain what to do. Because Abel was the prophet. So a prophet, is easy for them, a person that has the motivational gift of a prophet, or a prophet, it's easy for them to be very blunt about things, you know. They, they don't have much compassion. A prophet doesn't. He, he just In the Old Testament, it was just fire, 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 you know. And repent, or this country, this town, this city is going to be doomed. God sent them, and they, they just spoke the word, and, and you'd better do what they said, or... Or destruction is coming. That was the way that prophets were in the Old Testament. Now today we have prophets. We have, having gone to some of Bill Gothard's uh, uh, seminars, uh, you learn a little bit about the gift of prophecy. And I do not have the gift of prophets, just in case you want to know. But that's not my gift, a motivational gift. Uh, I profess to have the motivational gift of, of exhortation, but that's a little hard to, you know, you have to learn in any gift that you have. Uh, so, well, uh, that's why you have some people in the church that are just very dogmatic about people. Their, their motivational gift is prophecy. You know, they they need to learn how to love and how to be charitable to people and to be understanding instead of just hellfire or brimstone and hellfire. And although Keith tells me that I do that all the time, but but uh, you know, you know, it's not. Uh, I'm not that kind of a person, really. Okay, so I can understand why these two men did not get along with each other. My brother and I did not w- get along with each other. But whenever he went away, I wanted to go with him. You know. And so we just had our different uh, ways of doing things. But, and so I think that's what, what happened to Cain and Abel. Cain was just getting tired of Abel telling him all the time to do certain things. And Abel was prob- probably telling him what Adam and Eve said. You know, faith comes by hearing. So the more you hear something, the more your faith is going to increase. And you're going to grow in your Christian life. So... Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing of of the word of God. So I can imagine that Abel was telling Cain, now we need to go over there to the east side of the garden, because that's where God wants to be worshipped. And Cain would say, you're not telling me what to do. I'm going to do exactly like I want to. I'm going to serve God exactly where I want to and how I want to. Nobody's going to tell me, you know, and because they kind of reacted to each other, the tension got very strong, very strong. I don't know if you've always gotten along with your, with your biggest uh, sibling or not, you know, or your oldest sibling, you know, but they, they have a tendency to want to tell everyone else what to do, and sometimes people just get tired of it, you know. Just get tired of it. But that's not, not saying that you can't work with things like that. And I, I am not sure. We, we have nothing to base this on except what I read in the book of Luke. Nothing else to go by. But there it says that Abel was a prophet. I never saw that before. Never. I, yes, I've read it before, but I never saw it before. You know how that works. So, I'm guessing that they were going back and forth for quite a while before Cain had everything, everything that he could take. And so they, at one particular time, they they said they were going to a place to worship God. And I believe that God wanted to be worshipped at certain places, and today God still wants to be worshipped at certain places. That's not saying that you can't worship in your house, worship God in your house. But I think we need to bring our offerings to the church and uh, be blessed there. And That's what the Lord wants. That's why the Lord gave us his body, the church, so that we could go there and to worship him in that way. Well, so they, uh, they, both of them got their offerings and they walked over to the east side of the garden and that's where, supposedly, the things were, where the church was. Let's say that's where the church was. They got together and what did they bring? Some people say that it was uh, the reason that Cain's offering wasn't accepted was because it was, uh, it was from the fruit of the earth. It wasn't, there was no blood in it and that may be, but remember how it says there that if thou doest well, God asked him that question. If thou doest well, will thou not be accepted? So I think in the Old Testament they brought fruit of the ground and brought it for an offering. So I don't think it was necessarily the fruit or the, the, the offering that he brought that was wrong. I I personally think that it was his attitude that he had—a wrong attitude towards his brother. They too, the flesh and the spirit, could not get along with each other. Never could, and never will. So they—they they were working at it, and and they went up there, and of course God came down. I would imagine by fire, and it and burned up this offering, because it says the fat thereof, who wasn't able, brought his offering, and they brought the fat thereof, it especially mentions the fat, and the fat was burned at an offering, and given as a sweet-smelling Savior unto the Lord, the fat of the animals, they burned it, so all these things, you know, they... They made sense to me, you know, that uh, this is what was going on. And, of course, Abel's uh, message for, I mean, Abel's offering for some reason was not accepted. And they left, and Cain knew that his offering wasn't accepted. And so there was still this, this thing, yeah, yeah, you think your offering was accepted, and and, and mine wasn't. You just think you're better than I am, you know. You just think you're smart. That's the way it, boys and girls act at times. Not all, but some do. And they left. And when they left, it says that Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. And the Lord met him and said, what happened? What's wrong with you? Your countenance has fallen. I don't know, is that the reason maybe why why sometimes people people leave church and they just look so sad? Maybe they got nothing. Maybe they got nothing. Maybe they didn't bring anything, and maybe they got nothing. You ever think about that? When we come to church, maybe we should bring something and, and have the Lord bless it, have the Lord receive the offering. Well, he went out and the Lord met him. And he said, why is your countenance fallen? And he, he, he lied to him. You know, when the Lord asked him, where's your brother? He lied. He was a liar. He said, why? Am I my brother's keeper? He said, first of all, he said, I, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Lie to the Lord. He should have been ashamed. But it says in the process of time. They got together in the field. And Abel rose up. And killed. Cain uh, Cain rose up. And killed Abel. And the Lord. The Lord said he was cursed. He was. he was, uh, He was not acceptable to God. I think. Cain thought that he could bring whatever he wants to, just exactly like I want to. I can bring what I want to, and it'll be fine. And that's the works of the flesh. I can just, I can just bring to the Lord what I want to. Self-righteous, full of pride and self-righteousness, is the person that thinks that he can just do exactly the way that he wants to, and he does it all in the in the works of the flesh. Okay, I'm moving out of that now and I'm going over to 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17 and in this particular passage, we have we have uh, David and we will no- we notice in this chapter, or in this book, how that the Lord put his hand upon David, and he called him. David knew that he had a call from the Lord, but he went on to feed his father's sheep, take care of them. And a time came that this, this uh, tribe was, was going to go and, and fight, with the uh, with the Philistines, and so three or four of his brethren went with the soldiers to fight this uh, army, and David went to feed the sheep. And as the army was getting hotter and things were getting hotter all the time, and that's a uh, wall between them, why? Uh, Jesse thought that well I should take send something over to my uh, boys over there at this uh, in the army and so he called David to come to him and said David I want you to take some cheese and and uh, different things over and see how your brothers are doing and so he did that's what he he left his sheep with someone else and he he went and did what his father told him to do and when he got there he saw the army and he saw the people standing there and and being scared everyone was scared and he said what's wrong and and uh, that was not to his brother that he said this but some of the other soldiers in in the army and so he said what's what's going on oh they said this, this Goliath is coming over and uh, he wants to fight us and about that time uh, David heard him and Goliath said bring someone over here to fight and if I kill him you will be our servants and if you kill me we will be your servants I defy the armies of the living God and David right away he what is going on this can't be that this uncircumcised man is doing these things. And that means that David, I mean, Goliath was not in the covenant of God. Now you have to be, I, I would like to teach you that you have to be in the covenant in order for God to answer your prayer. After you become a child, after you become in the covenant. But you need to be in the covenant. We as God's children are covenant people. We we are under the new covenant. So this uncircumcised uh, Philistine was not under the covenant. And David said, well, what's what's going to happen here? And they said, why, they're going to give any man that goes over and fights Goliath uh, king Saul is going to give them his daughter. And then David said, well, he went to someone else and said, what will the king give to the man that kills Goliath? And Eliab heard him and he said, David, what are you doing here? You just came over here to see the fight. I know the naughtiness of your heart. Where did you leave those sheep? And David said, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason for me being here? He he as much as said, I am sent here by my father. He gave me orders to come. And Eliab didn't like that. He thought that was very naughty of little David to come up there and act like he's going to do something. And so the king, he heard about this David and what he was going to do. And so he asked for him to come in. You can read chapter 17. I'm not going to take the time. But. David went there, and, and the king said, what, uh, what is this that I hear about you? And David said, what you hear is correct. I will fight Goliath. And the king, king said, well, okay, but he's a big man. And David said, "I when I was taking care of the sheep, a bear came out and got, got one of the sheep, and I went and killed the bear. And when the lion came out, I went and got a hold of his beard and killed him. I'll do the same thing to this man. And King Saul said, all right, I'll give you my armor. And so he put this big armor on David, and David tried to walk around. He said, no, 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 I can't go with them. I have not proved them. I don't know what's going on. I'll go by myself, and I'll kill the man. And now we're going to have grades One to six Sunday school class come up and tell us what happened, Brother Jonathan. Excuse me.
1: And run, and one little stone went up in the air, and the giant came tumbling down.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was very good. So I'm not going to read the rest of it. You know what happened. The giant came a tumbling down. And now. To finish the message, we'll go to another thought. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Okay, now you can turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 11. A very interesting account there mark chapter 11 yeah thank you children that was that was good and this is talking about the time that Jesus and his disciples uh, went into town and as they were going in uh, different things happened the people cast their garments down, and and, uh, Jesus rode on the colt, and then after that was finished, they came back out, and on the morrow, verse 12, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto him, No man eat fruit of thee here forever. And his disciples heard it. And they were come to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and brought in the temple and overthrew the table of the money changers and the seats. And well, well let's continue on down. Verse 21 And Peter, calling to re- remembrance, said unto him, Master, Behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is wither the way. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. That's, that's quite a phrase, uh, a word for Jesus to say, Have faith in God. Jesus spoke unto this tree, and it dried up by its roots. And he said, No man is going to eat from it Forever. All right. And Jesus said, Have faith in God. For verily, now notice what he says here. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things which he saith shall come to pass. he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. That to me is speaking a mouthful. If anybody says, unto this mountain be thou removed, It shall be removed. Now does that mean that we all need to live in the mountains somewhere? And it's not for us that live in flat Indiana? I don't think so. I don't think that's what he means at all. But I believe there are people that have mountains of problems in their life. And they prayed to the Lord, and they said, oh Lord, remove this mountain. That's not what he said. He said, Speak unto the mountain. Be thou picked up and cast into the sea. In other words, speak to your problem. If you have a problem, open thy mouth and speak unto it. Whosoever shall confess the Lord Jesus Christ, he'll be saved. You speak with your mouth, and what you speak with your mouth happens. That's what the Lord said. Speak it, and it'll come to pass. So I'm just encouraging you. He he doesn't say that we should pray to the Lord that he would remove it. But we get the idea that we have to do that. Oh, Lord, would you heal that instead of speaking to the problem problem go and it has to go it has to go so if it doesn't go yeah there's people that have all kinds of reasons and say well we can't do that that's not what he meant well what did he mean then if that's not what he meant praise the lord i get so excited about that talking to the mountain and it'll go The Lord gave us that permission. The Lord Jesus gave us that permission. With thy words, you're justified or you're condemned. So never say, I get so sick and tired of this. Don't say that. You'll get sicker. You know, it's that's just the way it is. It's by faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. I get so blessed. I was so blessed by this this. Uh, message this morning that I fought with the devil most of the night, and finally I said, Devil, and the Lord said, If you can practice what you believe, then it's not working. And I said, Devil, you get out of here. And I went to sleep. Praise the Lord. There is great blessings in the things that you say with your mouth. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in thy heart, thou shalt be saved. Glorious things. Amen. I get so excited about that. So that's, that's the end of this this message. I trust that it's been exciting for you because it has been for me. I tried to make it exciting so that you don't get bored with it, you know. Praise the Lord. Let's, uh, Hey, no, let's not stand. Let's, let's open it up. And if anybody wants to share something, why, they can. Maybe you've had an experience similar to that, and you know what it is to take the Lord at his word. Anybody? Okay. Go ahead. To the wedding, um... Being in charge of the food and the decorations and everything, and wanting to do the best we can or could, I couldn't sleep. And I did exactly like you did. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I slept. Amen. And I thank God for that. Amen. Very good. Okay, someone over here. there.
1: Thank you, Henry, for the uh, message. And it was not boring. It was good. <laughs> but uh, I just want to uh, agree in the, what you talked about, uh, the power of the spoken word. And uh, you quoted this, the verse, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And um, that has become such a, um, a, a continual reminder for me because there is so much power in the spoken word. Mm-hmm. And um, I... Unfortunately, I think uh, we often, or maybe I should say, I used to take it very, fairly lightly about the words that came out. But you know, if if either life or death are are being spoken forth, remember uh, that we can't take back words. That's right. Now we can ask forgiveness and so on, but when a word is spoken it is life going forth or death that's according to scripture and so let's think about that continually Mm -hmm. do i am i sending forth words that are going to land somewhere and be received by someone words of death or words of life
0: Mm -hmm. yes amen thank you jonathan
2: Yeah, I too just want to thank you for sharing uh, that message. Um, Glenn and I have have uh, wrestled with that with that passage many times, and uh, just uh, also, you know, probably the reason that that we tend to shy away from some of the, you know, um, from that idea of what you speak will come to pass is because of people going off on a tangent. Mm -hmm. and abusing what jesus was saying that's right but there is a condition there says it and it talks about by faith and that's that's i think that's the difference where it's not coming out of a selfish motive it's not coming out of what i want versus what god wants but when god has spoken something to you you can stand on that so yeah thank you for that um Nate had mentioned something earlier. Don't want to take away from the message, but he just had mentioned that uh, he and Autumn won't be able to be here Wednesday evening as we share testimonies, and he was just wondering about doing that today. And I, I'm certainly, yeah, willing for that. So Nate, if you want to, you and Autumn or whatever, I want to share that way. Give you that opportunity.